to the Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. We are on Mariners cast 110, I believe. This is Mariners cast after dark. We needed to come to you because the Mariners traded away Jared Kelnick, Marco Gonzalez, and Evan White, plus four and a half million dollars to the Atlanta Braves for two live arms in Cole Phillips, a 2022 second round pick, and Jackson Kowar, who is a former uh, first round pick of the Kansas City Royals. We're going to review that trade. There is a ton of stuff to talk about um, that have been that's been on Twitter in the news regarding the Mariners RSN or the Regional Sports Network, Root Sports, what it means to the profitability of the Mariners, to Mariners ownership, how this impacts Mariners payroll, a lot of conversation around it, a lot of conversation about the Mariners not spending, uh, comments from Jerry DePoto and Scott's service about what they're trying to do under these constraints. Uh, lots of folks like Kevin Rosenthal chiming in about the Mariners, Seattle Times writing articles about the Mariners, where they are with payroll, what this means for them in free agency. I want to talk about all of it. I also want to talk about what it means to be a fan. What I, to me, what it means to be a fan uh, and some of the reaction of Mariners fans that I've seen online primarily uh, and amongst my friends, to be honest with you, I want to address it because I've got some pretty strong opinions about what I've seen. So let's get started. Uh, Mariners yesterday trade away uh, Jared Kelnick, who we all know, I believe Jared Kelnick is 24 years old as of right now, former top five prospect in the game. Mariners acquired him uh as the centerpiece in the trade of Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano to the Mets. Uh Kelnick was supposed to be a superstar right next to Julio Rodriguez. They were gonna do it together. Uh Jared Kelnick ended up kind of what I would say choking under pressure quite often. He was so hard on himself. We all know he started off like gangbusters in 2023, uh really did fade down the stretch and became a much different hitter. At the end of the season, beginning of the season, he had for a lot of power, did a lot of damage. Towards the end of the season, he was really trying to get on base, struck out a bit less, but also did not hit for the same amount of power. We all know the raw power was there. He hit the 480-some foot home run in Chicago against the Cubs. Uh, is, I would say, an above-average runner, but not plus. Plays a corner outfield better than the, better than center field. And he also struck out above 30% of the time last season, which is the stated um, the stated goal of Mariners front office and management this offseason was to reduce that strikeout rate. So Jared Kelnick, uh, very high ceiling still. I think the Braves think they can get the best out of him. Potential star um, may not ever be better than he was this season, gets traded to the Braves. He is the big piece that goes from Seattle to Atlanta. Seattle also trades Marco Gonzalez, who has been a starter for this team for quite a while now. 
Uh, he was due $12.25 million this year. Club had an option for $15 million in 25 with no buyout. They weren't picking that up for sure. Uh, then we learned that tonight that the Braves turned around and flipped Gonzalez to the Pirates. Um, Gonzalez was not really going to be a contributor to the Mariners this season, quite honestly. If he did, it was going to be because someone got hurt or they did not want to start with Brian Wu accumulating innings. Um, this is addition by subtraction in my mind because it frees up payroll. Evan White as well has never been any good for the Mariners. They did sign him to a six-year, $24 million guaranteed contract with three club options in 2019-2020 offseason. Uh, the Braves owe White $7 million in 2024, 8 in 25 and at least $2 million in a buyout in 26. Evan White is a glove first first baseman, which I did not know existed. Um, Evan White, again, addition by subtraction, you're getting off of that payroll. So essentially, the Mariners included Jared Kelnick in a trade to get off the payroll of Marco Gonzalez and Evan White. In return, the Mariners received right-handed pitcher Cole Phillips, who, as I said, was a second-round Pick in 2022 of the Braves, right-handed Texas high school flamethrower, fits all those stereotypes, uh, topped out at 98 as a senior in high school, throws a very um, good breaking ball as well, has not thrown a competitive pitch in the pros because he had uh, Tommy John's surgery. Uh, the Braves really babied his arm. Um but if he can get back to throwing in the high 90s, we all know what the Mariners can do as far as developing young pitchers. He has a lottery ticket, but one that I think is a good bet. The Mariners also traded for Jackson Kowar, uh, a former first-round pick of the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Kowar has some really interesting um, metrics on his uh, off-speed stuff. He is really changed the fate, the shape of his fastball a bit. He, or at least he's attempted to, I think the Mariners will be able to truly help him do that some more. Um, he does throw in the mid nineties. Uh, I think Kowar could be an effective reliever probably next year. Um, I don't know if he's going to continue to be a starter with the Mariners, we will see. Cole Phillips is certainly a starter, at least as of right now. So the Mariners get two live arms. We know what they can do with live arms. I think it is very much it's evident that they understand they can develop pitching and they can turn pitching into hitting. This was uh, a, an attempt to acquire a couple of assets. Don't know if they'll ever throw pitches for the Mariners. We do know that they will enter the Mariners' developmental system. Um do I like the fact that the Mariners are trading away good players like Jared Kelnick in order to free up salary? I don't. I'm not as angry about it as most Mariners fans are as of right now. It was a clear salary dump. They did get good arms in return. I think people will sleep on Phillips and Kowar. But the reality is they were getting off of Gonzalez and White in order to free up payroll, and the cost was trading Jared Kelnick to the Braves. The Braves believe in Kelnick enough that they were willing to take on the payroll of Gonzalez and White. The Mariners' payroll probably is not getting above $150 million. They have clearly cleared up uh, payroll in dealing 
a Eugenio Suarez, now Marco Gonzalez and Evan White. And um, why am I blanking on the other trade? Uh, Suarez, oh, and uh, the... Sorry, I'm blanking still. Um, But they freed a payroll. Um, The... Ken Rosenthal came out and said, quote, it's not that they're under constraint or it's not that they're under constraints from ownership. There's no question. What he's meaning is there are payroll constraints that are being placed on the Mariners front office by ownership because of the shift in um the value of regional sports networks. I'm not going to get into it. The Mariners own Root Sports. It was the uh, ownership of Root Sports that really did bankroll a lot of what the Mariners did. Uh, Comcast cut Root Sports from its lower cable tier, forcing customers to pay for it. It really did impact the Mariners' pocketbook in that way. Um, So Mariners have less money. Folks like Rosenthal are talking about it. Folks like Ryan Divish were talking about it. Uh, Jerry DePoto came out today and said that they thought that they were going to be able to add more money. They weren't. Um, the other kind of reduction in payroll, I guess, that I was, wasn't was thinking about or wasn't wasn't coming to my mind is they did not offer Tailscar Hernandez the qualifying offer, which was $20.325 million dollars. Um, so you take Taylor Scar's money off, you take Marco's money off, you take uh, Suarez's money off, you take Evan White's money, and then you add the money of the few players that they acquired, uh, Luis Urias, and then certainly uh, the young the young players. Mariners have some surplus in theory if ownership is giving them the opportunity to spend that money. Depoto said today, "quote." In Seattle Times, we would like to add, I would call it one and a half corner outfielders with the half being someone at least capable of platooning with platooning with the idea that Dom Canzone would fill the other side of it or Cade Marlowe or Taylor Trammell. And then we would like to find someone who's just a presence, more of a middle of the lineup type. And if that means primary DH, if it means some part of a corner position in DH, that's a possibility. But we'd like to add bats that make our offense better. I read that, I think, Jorge Soler. There were rumors of Cody Mariners going after Bellinger. Um, Today, I think what they're talking about is Soler. I think Soler is a DH-only type. I think Jorge Soler would be a great fit in this lineup. My guess is they are going to go pretty hard after him. I don't think it'll cost more than 45 over three years, $15 million a year. I think you could get him here for that. I hope that's the guy. I've been stumping for that guy. Um, He did not mention it here. I still think Jorge Polanco is a possibility. Glaber Torres would be a more expensive version of that. I'd like to see Polanco first. Um, Jerry DePoto also said that, well, Scott Service said, Jerry DePoto backed it up publicly, that he said, quote, I don't do the books. I coach the team. We need to get better. Our lineup is not complete right now. So it was clear today with what DePoto and Service said that they are frustrated with the um, 
the pivot that ownership has forced them to make as far as their approach to the offseason. I think it's clear that the front office came into the offseason thinking they would be able to spend a little bit more money targeting specific players. Um, Their hands are tied. And the reaction that I've seen on like online, specifically on Twitter from fans about their hands being tied is quite frankly, to me, offensive. Um, Let's start with Otani, right? People were upset that Otani and the Otani sweepstakes were not in the Mariners' sights, right? I questioned whether paying a player $50 million a year over 10 years to be your D primary DH, knowing that you he may not pitch a ton over the course of that contract, given his propensity to injury, was the right expenditure. Um, would I have liked to see Otani in a Mariners uniform? I would. Uh, did I think it was realistic ever? I did, to a certain extent. We learn now they don't have the money. You look at a Blake Snell who doesn't fit what the Mariners are chasing, right? It doesn't fit the type of uh, pitcher that the Mariners roster and teach. He's going to be expensive. I get not spending the money on him. There's still are rumors that the Mariners are pursuing Shota Imanaga and um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yamamoto is getting up close to $250 million. At least that's the rumor. I think they would be out at that price. Go on and on. Mariners have prob they're probably capped at $150 million as in payroll for this season. I think they've got about $35 million, $40 million that they can spend as of right now based on what they have on their roster. There was uh so Nick Andron or Andron, um, his Twitter handle at N-A-N-D-R-O-N on Twitter said, I've unfollowed the Mariners Twitter account and opted out of their marketing email program, intend to eliminate merch purchases and limit TV viewership and in-game attendance. I will continue to root for the boys like hell, but my money is not going to line incompetent owners' pockets, unquote. This emotional reaction, this anger, right? The way that people are reacting to Mariner's ownership, digging into their personal lives, talking about the number of Volvos that uh that they that one of the owners owns, right? You're it's it's like why do people care? Like I get that you're frustrated that they won't spend the money. Half the teams in Major League Baseball won't. Some of them do. You change your your habits you change your uh, your viewing habits. You change your uh, desire to purchase merchandise. You it, like because you don't like the way that they spend money or the fact that they don't spend money. It's not your money to spend. They bought the team. It's their prerogative. You either choose to root for this team or you don't. There are so many people essentially rooting against the Mariners as fans. Because they don't agree with ownership. So for one, if you knew what the owners of most businesses were up to, you wouldn't go to those businesses. Because they're a hell of a lot worse than what the Mariners are doing, for one. For two, when the Mariners go out 
and win 92 games, 95 games, because their pitching is even better than it was last year. And because Julio Rodriguez is a legitimate MVP candidate. And because they have young players on, on the rise offensively. And because they're smart and they know what they're doing, there will be no room for you on that bandwagon. I'm sorry. You can't have it both ways. You're either, either a fan of the team and you support the team, good and bad, or you don't. So they don't have as much money as you think they should have. You're not privy to their books. The only books we can see are the Atlanta Braves books because it's a publicly owned team. What's well, owned by a team who has to share their, or owned by a group that has to share their books. It's to see the amount of vitriol and anger and frustration coming from fans because of what they think is ownership incompetence is quite frankly ridiculous. You're judging this team on December 5th. You're angry with them because of what the team looks like on December 5th. There are Twitter accounts putting out the Mariners proposed lineup right now based on who they have on the team. It's December effing 5th. Come talk to me day one of spring training and let's see what they have. There's like a thousand more moves that are going to be made before this team takes the field for opening day. And you're judging them based on what it is now. Get out of here. Miss me with that. Like, you don't want to be judged before you're finished trying to build something, right? You don't want somebody criticizing the house that you're building when only the foundation has been laid because they have no freaking idea what it's going to look like. Same thing with this Mariners team. You have no idea. They're creative. They have to be more creative with some of the constraints, but so be it. There are a lot of teams out there that win without spending a ton of money. At minimum are competitive and they're trying to catch fire. I think that's what the Mariners are. If you don't like it, go root for the effing Yankees. Go root for the Yankees. Or the Rangers. Or the Angels. Or the Mets. Or someone freaking else other than the Mariners. Because that is not who they are. Get it through your thick skull. That's not who they are. I'm sorry to go off. I'm sorry to rant. But if you're a freaking fan of the Seattle Mariners, be a freaking fan. Our job as fans is not to be hypercritical all the time. It's freaking depressing. I'm on Twitter because I believe in this podcast and because I believe in this Mariners team. And I love talking about the Mariners. But the amount of negativity coming from some of these accounts is suffocating. And it's just feeding into a bunch of BS and people listen to it and they eat it up and they believe that I have friends that text me after every move, salty, frustrated, echoing what they see on Twitter. And I'm like, dude, this team is going to win 90 games. And you're going to try to jump on that bandwagon and my butt is going to kick you right back off because you didn't stay true. Do you like Julio Rodriguez, do you believe in Julio Rodriguez as a player? Do you believe in Cal Raleigh as a player? Do you believe in J.P. Crawford as a player? Do you believe in prospects like Colt Emerson and Cole Young and Harry Ford and Jeter Martinez and 
Lazaro Montes and Felnin Celestin, because those are names that are going to star for this baseball team. There are so many talented players on this team. George Kirby, Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, Brian Wu, Bryce Miller, right on and on and on and on and players that we love to root for. And they're still here. People jumping to conclusions and saying, I won't root for this team, or I'm not spending any more money, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. Go root for someone else. Do you love this team? Do you support this team or not? This team could be at the very bottom in payroll in the entire league and make a ton of money. Be at the top revenue team, the bottom payroll team. I will still root for them. Because they're my team. I don't care what they do with the money. Would it suck that to never sign free agents? It would. But I'm still rooting for them. It makes me crazy. I, I don't know why people care so much about how much ownership is willing to spend or not willing to spend. And why they fixate it, fixate on it to the point where it ruins their fandom. If the Mariners make a couple of moves on the margin, say they sign Solaire, say they trade for Polanco, and that's about it. You're still looking at Cal Raleigh at catcher, Ty, Ty France, who I think is going to be very improved coming into 24. Part of it's driveline. Part of it is just coming back to his career averages. And I think he's a little better than people give him credit for. You got Ty France at first. Say you trade a minor leaguer for Polanco, you've got Polanco at second, you've got JP at short, you've got some combination of Josh Rojas and Luis Urias at third, you still have Dylan Moore, Ryan Bliss, Jose Caballero. You do have to find a couple of corner outfielders, say Jorge Soler is your DH, you've got Dominic Canzone in one corner, at least against right-handers, you still have Julio, you need to fill it with another strong side platoon bat. And another couple of right-handed bats. Maybe Dylan Moore is one of them. Do you have holes? You do. But there are some very good players in that lineup. And there are some above-average WRC Plus dudes in that lineup. It may not be sexy. It may not be beautiful. It may not be all the big-ticket free agents that you wanted. But that will be an effective lineup. Do not forget. Do not forget that the Mariners ranked in the top half of the league in runs scored last year per game. Mariners offense was not bad. Will they miss Teoscar Hernandez? I think they will. Will they miss Eugenio Suarez offensively? No. Will they miss Jared Kelnick? I don't think so. You bring in a someone like a Jock Peterson, maybe. I saw that rumor today. I like Jock Peterson, especially as a you know primary DH. Over Solaire, no, but Solaire may not want to come here. But you've got the makings of a very good offense, a top 10 offense, especially if it's centered around Julio Rodriguez. And it's clear that the Mariners have the best pitching staff in baseball. You're going to strike out less. You're going to put the ball in play. You've got a team that's going to try to utilize this park. It's going to be fun. And you did not lose a ton in Kelnick, Teo, and Suarez, if you look at them and you compare them to other people in the league, other players in the league, 
we expected more from them, but that's not how they performed. And part of that is the park. Part of that is the strikeout rate. Part of it is pairing the strikeout rate in this park. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm keeping receipts. Everyone who's saying I'm not a fan of them anymore. I'm going to find a different team to root for. I hope they don't succeed. All those things, I'm not going to attend games, all of it. I'm keeping receipts. You guys are suckers. You're going to let that come between you and your favorite team? Man, this team was so terrible for so many years. If you lived through the George Argerous years in the 80s, in the Kingdom, where your feet stuck to the ground because no one could pay to have it even get cleaned. Phil Bradley, Mike Moore, Matt Young, Bill Cottle, Lee Guterman. Then you had Alvin Davis and you had some hope. Harold Reynolds, because he could steal a couple of bags. Spike Owen, then Ray Quinones, Jim Presley. I go on and on and on, right? Gorman Thomas. These teams were bad. 100 lost teams, perennially. The effing doormat of the of Major League Baseball. Then you had the Jeff Smolian years. Greg Briley. Dave Fleming, who we thought was the second coming because we didn't know any better because we had a bunch of trash pitchers. The worst pitchers ever, every single year. Griffey gave you some hope. And we were lucky to have him. But they were going to, the Mariners were this close. Without the miracle of 95, they were this close to moving to Tampa Bay. Jeff Smolian was going to move them to Tampa Bay the way Ken Baring was going to move the Seahawks. And the miracle of 95 happened and we got lucky. But for my entire, and I graduated from high school in 95, my entire freaking childhood where baseball was king. Baseball meant everything to me. I played simulation games with cards. I played RBI baseball. I played anything baseball related I played. I played baseball in high school. I played baseball in junior high. I, we played home run derby with tennis balls at the Holy Names tennis court. Everything was baseball. And these Mariners teams were the absolute worst, threatening to move. All of it. If you lived through that, if you saw what that was like, you would realize that the Mariners being a middle-of-the-road payroll team with the best pitching staff in baseball and maybe the brightest young star in baseball, everything else is icing on the cake. Because you realize that you have a shot. This is an 88-win team three years running. Who's young enough that they're still on the upswing. They have not removed any of their important core pieces. Jared Kelnick can be replaced. You could get similar production from a Cade Marlowe. Or a Zach Deloach that they put on the 40-man roster. I hate to say it. I don't love Deloach. I don't love Marlowe. But the kind of production that Kelnick gave you, you might get close. People aren't going to want to admit that, but it's true. You got the platoon of Urias and Rojas replacing Suarez. While it doesn't look great, they're going to produce more offensively. They're not going to be as good defensively. They're going to produce more offensively. It also gives you the flexibility to find a third baseman instead if you really wanted to. 
But if you live through the 80s and you live through the 90s with this team, you realize that where we are now, despite what you might think about this ownership group, despite the expectations that you may have had coming into free agency and what the the reality is, you realize that this is still the base, still the framework, still the bones of a playoff team. And if they can get close and they can go on a run, this is potentially a World Series winning team because of the quality of the pitching and the supernova stardom of Julio Rodriguez. If that's something you're willing to turn your back on, if that's something you can't support, if you won't buy a Mariners hat as Nick Andron won't because you're so angry with the ownership group, that's on you. But don't try to jump on the bandwagon with this when this team is on the, in the playoffs. And certainly don't come to the World Series parade if they win one. Keep your ass home. You support your team thick and thin. You support your team when they can spend money and you support your team when they can't. That's my opinion. But I've lived through it. My first Mariners game was in 86, opening day. Extra innings, Jim Presley, Grand Slam. I remember it. I was 10 years old, nine years old, I think, I, uh, nine or 10 years old. I remember it vividly. I remember how bad they were. I had friends that rooted for other teams, and they laughed at me because I remained a Mariners fan. You stay with them thick and thin. And you know what? When you do, and they do win a World Series sometime in my lifetime, knock on wood, it's going to be that much sweeter because I stuck around. I can't take the negativity. I'm sorry. I can't. You're, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. So they have less money to spend. So be it. Get creative. Let's figure this out. I think it means they're going to hold on to their starting pitching. I don't think you see Wu moved. I don't think you see Miller moved. I don't think you see Gilbert moved. And I think some of the moves they'll make will be on the margins. I do think you see a Polanco-type trade. I don't think it's Torres. I think he's out of the kind of payroll range that they want to spend on a player like that. I do think Soler is a possibility. But I'm excited. I like the addition of Cole Phillips and Jackson Kowar. I think this team is going to be better. And I'm going to continue to root for them as I have always rooted for them. If you want to jump off this bandwagon and go become a Yankees fan or a Patriots fan or a Cowboys fan or a Lakers fan, so be it. Or a Duke Blue Devils fan or Alabama Crimson Tide fan, go be, go be one because they spend the money and because they have the history and because they're easy to root for like every other bandwagon jumper. Go be that. If I'm the sole Mariners fan left, who doesn't care that they're not spending money because it's not my money and I'm still rooting for that team, then I'll be that person. Y'all can go root for Alabama Crimson Tide. But I'm sticking with this team thick and thin. Thank you for listening to tonight's Mariners cast after dark. I appreciate it. Once again, we are presented to you by Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20. That's T I N O 
jr20 and the podcast at ethos mariners e-t-h-o-s-m-a-r-i-n-e-r-s if you've made it this far through my rant i appreciate it i will be back soon with mariners cast 111 anytime the mariners make any kind of big moves you will hear from me um stay with them stay on this bandwagon keep rooting for the mariners i know it's hard thick and thin you got to be a fan you got to support your dudes same way you support your family. Take care, y'all. Appreciate the listening. Talk to you soon. Hopefully there's more moves coming in, in the near future. All right, y'all. Peace.